0: Christian men, we often lose our peace and our joy and we fall back into our old sins because we completely lose our awareness of the presence of God. Here's the funny thing about us as Christian men. We theologically know that God is always present and living in us as believers in Christ, but oftentimes in the everyday mundane grind of life, we don't consciously live like it. Look back at your day-to-day life and you'll see that there are moments when you often live and talk like a practical atheist, as if God does not exist. Some of you, you want to put God in a certain place and time and leave him there. It's like you say to God, you stay in my Devo time or my Sunday at church time, and then you go try to do life on your own. You become a practical atheist and that is messing you up. I've been there. I've done that. I know what I'm talking about. There's a better way to do life, my brothers. So on this episode of the Grizz podcast, that's what we're going to talk about. So here we go. so good. Classic. The cure. Just like heaven. Anyway, what's going down on my brothers? Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to the Grizz wherever you are on your way to work on your way home from work at the office at the gym, out jogging, chilling on your back deck with a hot cup of coffee. Man, I'm just grateful that we can be together right here right now. I am honored that you listen to the Grizz podcast. Out of all the hundreds of thousands of podcasts in the world, you're listening to the Grizz. Dude, that's a big deal, man. Thank you. Such a good song. It just takes me back, man. It takes me back. So <laughs> try not to sing, man. Yeah. And if you're a regular listener to the Grizz podcast and you've never introduced yourself to the Grizz, you should do that. You can contact me at info at narrowtrail I'd love for you to tell me a little about yourself and what led you to the Grizz podcast. If you're new to the Grizz podcast, let me introduce myself. I am the Grizz. I also go by Jason George, but that was kind of boring for me, so I decided that I would identify as a grizzly bear. Since, uh, you know, everyone else in the freaking world is identifying as whatever in the heck they want, reprobate insanity. I'm telling you. Anyway, speaking of my favorite animal, grizzly bears, man, I recently saw on YouTube, the longest and most intense battle between two brown bears, which are, you know, a type of grizzly bear that I've ever seen in my life. I'm not kidding. It's probably the longest and most intense battle between two bears ever caught on camera. It was recorded by a guy named Brad Josephs, who is a professional wildlife expedition guide who lives in the Ozarks of Arkansas, but he does work in Alaska, Canada, China, other places. I posted the video on our closed Facebook group that's called the Grizz Tribe. Um, I'm also going to post a link in the show notes for you guys to check it out on YouTube. You can follow this guy on YouTube at Brad Joseph's at Brad Joseph's. He's got some amazing wildlife videos. If you're into that, I'm really into that. He's even got several videos of snow leopards. It's just really cool stuff. Fascinating, man. I love wildlife. Speaking of wildlife videos, I've also been watching a Netflix series called Chimp Empire about the chimpanzees of the Nagogo rainforest in Uganda. It is fascinating. And I'm actually finding that there's some incredible life lessons to pull from these chimps. I've been taking notes. I'm not kidding. My wife walks in the room. She's like, why do you keep pausing the chimpanzee Netflix thing you keep watching. I'm like, cause I'm taking notes. She's like, for what? I'm like, because it's so good. There's so many practical life lessons to learn from these chimpanzees and the way they do life. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm going to use this for a series on the podcast. She's like, (laughs) she's just shaking her head. She's like, you are whack. I'm like, I don't care what you think. Not about that. I don't. Anyway, So stay tuned, brother, uh, brothers, because, uh, the Nagogo chimpanzees, uh, going to be coming at you soon. What else is going down lately? Our climb teams are doing well. They are growing. Guys are coming clean about the junk in their life and they're taking big steps to walk in freedom from sin. If you don't know, our climb teams are online accountability recovery groups for Christian men who are serious about overcoming porn addiction and other struggles that are hindering them from experiencing God's best for their life. Our weekly meetings are online via Zoom. We have four weekly meeting day times available. If you're interested and would like to learn more, go to our website, narrowtrail.com, narrowtrail.com. Click on the Climb Team page. Here's some feedback that I recently received from one of our Climb Team Members, I won't share his real name because everything we do in Climb Teams is 100% confidential. But this is what he writes I learned about Climb Teams from listening to the Grizz Podcast. Although I have found traditional 12-step programs to be helpful in achieving many years of sobriety from drug and alcohol addiction, I have found pornography addiction to be extremely difficult to escape. The climb team concept of recovery with a close group of men in a faith-based setting seemed appealing, so I gave it a shot. I recently have been able to achieve 90 days sobriety from my sexual sin. More than that, I have found a close band of brothers who are open and honest about our struggles and meet regularly to help us stay clean. Jason is a skilled and compassionate team leader who runs a no BS group that is totally or solidly steeped in biblical principles. I look forward to future growth and recovery, along with improvements in my marriage and increased vitality in my faith. I truly thank God for placing this program in front of me. That is. Is what it's all about, my brothers. You should check out our climb teams today. You should check it out today. You should check it out today. You know why? There is no tomorrow. That's right, Apollo. There is no tomorrow. Thank you. What else is going down lately? Prayer requests. Please keep me in your prayers. I am trying my best right now to sound upbeat, positive, and fun, normal as I can here on this episode. But honestly, I have been having a really, really rough time with my health battles related to Lyme disease and some of the other tick-borne infections that are plaguing my body. May is Lyme Disease Awareness Month, and uh, the best way to treat Lyme disease is to prevent Lyme disease. Guys, if you are outside or your kids are outside, use repellent, protect yourself, always have repellent on you, and when you come back in, check yourself before you wreck yourself like I did Uh, I went untreated for years, didn't know that I had it. Uh, Every tick bite I got, I blew it off. And man, I'm paying a price, been paying a price. I've had some recent setbacks. So I had to go back to my doctor, had to order up some new updated blood work to see where my levels are, what's going on. Um, Also taking some new all natural herbal meds to fight this junk. These are very powerful meds. Uh, they hurt me at times when I take them because they're killing off the bad junk. Uh, you feel very toxic, a lot of pain with it. Sometimes it's called a hark reaction. I've talked about that before here on the podcast. Um, I just appreciate your prayers. Uh, things were getting better for me over the last year, two years, uh, major progress in a lot of areas, but this is a setback. Uh, I live with some horrible chronic pain, uh, which I'll talk about some here on the podcast. Cause it goes with, uh, our episode today, and some things we're going to talk about, about the uh, presence of God. Uh, It gets hard to function. So when I'm late dropping episodes like I am this week or late sending out the weekly email, for those of you who subscribe to that, uh, 99.9% of the time, it's my health knocking me down. I'm not being lazy. Uh, I've just been knocked to the canvas. You know what I'm saying? Knocked down, but not knocked out. It sucks. It is my thorn in the flesh but his grace is sufficient for me. Also need you guys to be praying for a little girl. I've mentioned her before named Magnolia. Her daddy, Tyler McGlosky listens to the Grizz podcast. They live in Lynchburg, Virginia. Tyler reached out to me a while back about their story. He and his wife, Sydney are begging God for a life saving kidney transplant for their baby girl, Magnolia. Listen to me. She has blood type B or O. If anyone is interested in being a living donor for little Magnolia, you can contact me and I will contact them ASAP. Time is of the essence for this little girl. Please be praying for me, uh, with me for this uh, miracle to happen for Magnolia. So Tyler, Sydney, if you guys are listening, we are praying for you. We care about you. We care about your daughter, Magnolia. All right, let's take a quick break. You're like, "Dude, you just got started." I don't care. Got to go warm up my coffee. <laughs> I'm at the coffee pots in the other room. Um, so let's take a quick break and then we're going to dig into the meat of this week's episode. I'm telling you, man, it's going to be some good stuff. <laughs> Man, that's some old Sanford and Son. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't wait to play that, dude. I found that sample. Tuh. Good night, dude. That that was some good TV. What happened to good TV? There's just not much good TV. We got way more channels than we ever used to have. More subscriptions, more media And I can't tell you how many times I'm just like you guys. I'm sitting there for a freaking hour, and I'm like, there's nothing on. I can't find something on Prime. I can't find something on Netflix. I can't find something on Hulu. can't find anything, man. (laughs) I'm like, what is going on? Uh, I guess I just got to find whoever's playing the old stuff, like Sanford and Sons, uh, the the Jeffersons, Different Strokes, Knight Rider. That was some good stuff, too. The A-Team. That's all just classic, man. Some of you young guys are just like, I have no idea what you're talking about, Jay. So I'm, I'm telling you, dude, you missed out. You missed out. The 80s. It was just it was so good. Anyway, let me grab a sip of my coffee. Uh, so I have been trying to learn some effective ways to better cultivate an awareness of the presence of God in my life. I've been trying to learn that. I need to do that, to have a better awareness of the presence of God in my life. And this concept comes from a classic book that's called The Practice of the Presence of God. It is by a man who is referred to as Brother Lawrence, I found out that his real name was Nicholas Herman. He was born in 1610 in France. His birth records were destroyed in a fire at his parish church during the 30 Years' War, a war in which he fought as a young soldier. In that war, he sustained a near-fatal injury that left him somewhat crippled and in chronic pain for the rest of his life. And man, me and this dude, we got some stuff in common. You know what I'm saying? Chronic pain, chronic pain, brothers, me and brother Lawrence, (laughs) brother Lawrence and brother Grizz. We, we get chronic pain. Anyway, he was educated by a parish priest whose first name was Lawrence. Um, a guy who I was reading his article named Daniel. So, uh, over at churchleaders.com, he tells us this about brother Lawrence He was well-read and from an early age drawn to a spiritual life of faith and love for God. At midlife, he entered a newly established monastery in Paris, where he became the cook for the community, which grew to over 100 members. After 15 years, his duties were shifted to the sandal repair shop. But even then, he often returned to the busy kitchen to help out. While repairing sandals or working in the kitchen, Brother Lawrence discovered and then followed a pure and uncomplicated way to walk continually in God's presence. For some 40 years, he lived and walked with God at his side. Brother Lawrence never advanced beyond the cook at the Paris monastery, but he developed the unique gift of being able to pray incessantly with God throughout the entire day, and regardless of whatever else he was doing. This unique gift produced such a spiritual change in Brother Lawrence that many people sought him out to learn how to practice the presence of God themselves. That's incredible. So for over 400 years now, the writings of Brother Lawrence have taught Christ followers That God is as present in the kitchen as he is in the cathedral. And God is as accessible in the living room as he is around the Lord's table. That is so good. I'm telling you guys, this dude, Brother Lawrence, his simple yet profound teachings are helping me to become more aware of the presence of God in my life. No matter where I'm at, no matter what I'm doing, I need to be more aware that God is right there with me. And listen to what this awareness does. It helps me experience more peace and joy in my life. And it helps me kill the sin in my life. I also believe it's going to help me impact more people in my life. It'll do the same for you. So let's go through some ways to better cultivate an awareness of God's presence in your Christian life. And these are not all the ways. I'm just going to give you a few that I'm trying to practice. And I'm not even saying that I have all of these down perfectly. I am working on these. Number one way is to begin your day with some sort of devotion time where you focus upon God with some time reading or listening to his word, the Bible, and you spend some time in prayer. Let me grab a a sip of my coffee. You know, with the Bible app, you can even listen to scripture being read. If you're rushing in the morning and you're like, man, I'm running late to work. I just got to get in my vehicle. I didn't have time to get in the word. Well, get the Bible app and listen to the word. But begin your day with some sort of devotion time where you focus on God and you read or listen to his word, the Bible, and spend some time in prayer. I enjoy using an old school, large paper Bible that has lines in the margin that allows me to take lots of notes. Uh, But sometimes I listen to scripture being read or sometimes I'll just in the morning listen to a good Bible teacher. For me personally, I get a lot out of the messages by John, uh, Pastor John MacArthur, Pastor Tony Evans. I also enjoy listening to Brody Holloway at Snowbird Wilderness Outfitters. He's also the host of the No Sanity Required podcast. Uh, if you don't like those guys, that's okay. But find a good, solid Bible teacher who rightly divides the word of truth and listen to them. Sometimes for my morning devotion time, I might just sit and listen to worship music to help me focus on God. I have a playlist on my iPhone with all of my favorite worship songs. Uh, most of it uh, comes from David Crowder. I really like him more than any other worship leader. Um, I like his style, I like the way he sounds. I like his heart. Um, uh, that really comes through. Uh, sometimes for my um, morning devotion time, I will just uh, sit and also, um, go through things in my journal that I've already been learning, writing down uh, from scripture, from Bible study, uh, stuff I'm learning from others. I might just do that. It's just anything that can help me focus on God, anything that will help just me start the day reminding myself, God is here. God is with me. Um, That's the main thing. I am trying to cultivate an awareness of the presence of God in my life by intentionally focusing on him, focusing on his word, making myself aware he is with me, he is watching, he is listening to all that I'm doing. Even though I can't see him physically with my eyes, God is here and I need to be aware of that. Every godly man that I've ever known personally or I've ever even read about their life, all of them, listen, you want to know the common denominator? They began their day with some sort of devotional time with scripture and prayer. They wake up and they go to God. They wake up and they go to God. They wake up and they go to God. Day after day after day. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Matthew six thirty three. Number two way to cultivate an awareness of the presence of God in your life. Listen to this. Man, this hit me. This is so good. It's something Brother Lawrence learned and he taught. And man, I am trying to apply this. Let your pain prompt prayer. Let your pain prompt prayer. Brother Lawrence understood chronic pain. He used it to prompt him to prayer. I deal with quite a bit of chronic physical pain. You guys that have listened to the podcast for years, you've heard me talk about it. You've been with me through so many of the ups and downs. You say like, what kind of pain? I I get horrible migraines. They get so bad that you beg God for the rapture. I have really intense lower back pain from scoliosis, have some herniation. I have bone spurs, all the result from past injuries the past few months. My left foot is just killing me. We have no idea why. I did nothing to it. Just just aches, just hurts. Feels like I broke it. I, I don't know what's going on. My right knee often bothers me. I had a meniscus tear surgery last year. When my Lyme is flaring up, uh, guys have asked, what's that like? Uh, I feel like a really bad flu-like sickness, like a mono, or like when you had COVID. Um, there's sore throat. There's chest pain. I get a cough. I get a really debilitating fatigue, like somebody hit me with a tranquilizer. I feel just that malaise, yuck feeling, like you're just like, I don't, I feel horrible. I get night sweats. Sometimes I get the chills. Sometimes I get muscle twitching all over my body. Uh, You'll just literally see my arm muscles, my calf muscles just like moving and twitching. It's bizarre. So when my pain hits me, I have a choice to make. Be pissy or be praying. Be pissy or be praying. <laughs> now, that doesn't come from Brother Lawrence. That comes from Brother Grizz. But that's what it comes down to, Jason. Be pissy or be praying. Let your pains prompt prayer. God is right there with you in your pain. Let the pain be a dashboard light that comes on that's telling you it's time to pray. Pray. I can choose to let my pain prompt that, or I can choose to let it prompt my old, sinful, natural, default response, which is be pissy, get angry, frustrated, irritable, complain. Woe is me. Why is my life this way? I hate my life. It's a victim mentality. You know what I'm saying. I have to tell myself, shut up with that, Jason. Pray. Give it over to God. Talk to him about it. Cry to him. Learn to let your pains prompt you to prayer. You know, when I'm in major pain, oftentimes God doesn't, quote unquote, feel near. There's no warm fuzzies or kumbaya going on in my life in the dark, agonizing pit of pain and despair. In those moments, I often feel like God has abandoned me. I feel like he's not listening to me. I feel like he doesn't care about me anymore. And I have to speak truth to myself. I have to remind myself that those are just feelings, and feelings are not facts. Those are just wayward thoughts that go through my mind. Those thoughts are not facts. You want to know what the facts are? What the word of God says. And when I say the word of God, I am always and only referring to the Bible. The Bible is facts, is truth. So I'm working at letting my pains prompt me to prayer. And this helps me cultivate an awareness of the presence of God in my life even in my dark, painful moments of despair. I'm learning to tell myself that God is here with me right now in my pain. Believe that truth, Jason, and talk to him about everything you feel. You think he doesn't understand great physical pain? Um, I'm pretty sure he gets that way better than we do. Remember, the Bible says that Jesus was a man of sorrows and well acquainted with grief, Isaiah 53.3. He took on human flesh and experienced the same physical pains that we go through. And Hebrews 12.2 reminds us of how he endured the pain of the cross. He endured a brutal, agonizing, and slow death. What did Jesus do in his pain on the cross? He prayed. He called out to his father in his darkest moments when it felt like he was alone and abandoned. It was his greatest test, his greatest trial ever. And he passed the test. And his victory benefits all of us who believe in him let your pain prompt prayer. Philippians 4.6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Ephesians 6.18, it's part of the armor of God for spiritual warfare. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication, To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. Learn to let your pains prompt you to prayer. And it's not just that I'm praying for myself. I'm letting my pain remind me, pray for others in pain. Pray for Magnolia. Pray for her parents. Pray for some of my friends that are going through just great trials in their marriage, with their health, with their kids, job, whatever. Number three way that I'm learning to cultivate an awareness of God in my life is to allow my good pleasure to prompt praise. Allow pleasures to prompt praise. So the pain is to prompt prayer, but the pleasure's should be prompting praise. You know, we often experience good pleasures in life and we just take them for granted. We never stop and praise God for them. <clears throat> James 1.17 says that every good and perfect gift is from above, comes down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Listen, guys, you experience a good pleasure, let that prompt praise. Your dad gave that to you. You should be aware that he is right there with you and he wants to hear you praise him for what he gave you to enjoy. Let me grab a sip of my coffee. Thank you. Praise you for my coffee, Lord. Seriously, you enjoy a good meal? Meal, Sorry. You have a good steak? Lord, I praise you. I thank you. You bless me with this good steak. Hot cup of coffee, like I just said. God, I praise you. I thank you for a hot cup of coffee. Enjoy a campfire, good cigar. Gotta praise you and thank you for a campfire and a good cigar. You just keep going. Glass of wine, a good workout, a good hike, a mountain bike ride, some fishing, a good book, listening to a good podcast, enjoying some time in the hammock, sex with your wife, a good conversation with a friend, a good men's Bible study or a climb team meeting. Listening to some good 80s music that takes you back. Having a good laugh or giggle with your kids. Lord, I praise you and I thank you. You bless me with this. Thank you. I praise you, God. You are the giver of all good pleasure. Dude, I was talking to a friend about this recently that deals with a lot of chronic pain like I do. Um, He has uh, some autoimmune disease stuff going on digestive problems, things I've gone through. And I said, man, people are going to think I'm weird. But every time I have a good poop, I look in the toilet and I stop and I thank God and I praise God for it. You're like, that's weird. Well, dude, when your body gets so messed up like mine was for about two to three years, I went to the ER like twice over it. It was just horrible, horrible stomach rib pain. Like, I didn't know if my appendix had busted. I don't know if it was a kidney stone. And then I just couldn't go to the bathroom normal. It was like constipation. Couldn't get anything out. I went and saw specialists. I had colonoscopies, everything. And I was never like that. I was, my, I was fine, dude. I used to poop like three times a day or more. I was so regular. And everything just stopped. And I was like, what is going on? I had to go through all sorts of treatments. But I've been doing so much better with that over the last six months. Like, I'm back to like normal. I go like two to three times a day. I get up off the toilet. I look at it. I'm like, God, I thank you. And I praise you for that good, long poop that easily came out. Praise the Lord for that. (laughs) You're going to think I'm being funny. I'm not trying to be funny, man. Let it be taken from you. And dude, you're going to learn to praise God for a good poop. Yep. When your kidneys work right and you pee just fine, you'll learn to praise God. Like, God, thank you that my kidneys work and I can pee normal without any pain. Got to praise you. If I get a headache-free day, praise you, God, for no head pain today. This is an awesome day. (laughs) You know, allow every single good pleasure in your life to prompt praise in your heart, mind, and mouth. This helps cultivate an awareness of God's presence in your life. And what does that do for you? It brings peace. It brings joy. And it helps you keep the sin out of your life because you are just so aware of God's presence right here, right now, everywhere you go. Number four, the last way that I am learning trying to learn, to cultivate an awareness of the presence of God in my life, is to let the transitions in my day be a trigger to remind me that God is right there waiting for me. I'm going to say that again. Let the transitions in my life be a trigger to remind me that God is right there waiting for me. Now, this is a new one for me. I'm working on this. I was working on it this past week. I was working on it today. Here's some examples of what I mean. If I transition from my morning Devo time to go head into a workout at the gym, I'm trying to remind myself, hey, Jason, God's in the truck waiting for you. Hey, Jason, God's at the gym waiting for you. He's going to be there with you through the whole workout. <clears throat> when I went to visit my doctor this week and I had to get some just nasty blood work done. I hate getting blood work done. Bunch of vampires. Freaking hate it. I just had to tell myself, like, you're, you know, it's, I'm not scared of the needle, that the needle hurts, but I just, I worry. Sometimes my body has had a bad reaction where I feel really lightheaded, nasty. I'm like, ugh. It's called a vasovagal vagal reaction or something. I think that's what I worry about. I'm like, I hate that feeling. It feels so nasty. I just had to tell myself, hey, even if it happens, God's here with you through all of it, Jason. When I go into a Zoom meeting with some guys who are going to work through some really tough issues and addictions, sometimes I got to lovingly confront and say some hard things. Hey, Jason, God's right there with you in that meeting. He's going to be there. If I go into my office, do some writing for the podcast, God's there with you, Jason. Jason. I go outside to do some yard work. God's right there with you, Jason. Just be aware of that. Later in the evening when I'm sitting down on the couch, relaxed with my wife, watch some TV, God's there with you through all of it, Jason. Let the transitions in my day be a trigger to remind me that God is right there waiting for me. And again, listen, why do I need this awareness of the presence of God? Why do you need it? It brings joy. It brings peace. It helps kill the sin in our Christian life. People begin to have a sense about us that this guy walks with God. He walks with an awareness of the presence of God, no matter where he's at. It's not just about his Devo time. It's not just about when he's at church time. It's not just about when you know he's a pastor up on the stage speaking, ministering. No, it's more than that. Think about it, man. If we really believed that God was present with us 24-7, and we stopped living like practical atheists, how different would our lives look? You know, I was thinking, like, what if the actual physically resurrected Christ came down out of heaven I'm talking you could see him, you could touch him, you could hear him, you could smell him. And say he went with you everywhere you went for one whole month. I'm talking he's right there with you all the time, 24-7, 30 days, one month. He's there when you sleep, when you eat, when you shower, dress, take a dump, when you drive to work, when you're at work, when you're at the gym. Yeah, you go to the gym like he's going to spot you on the bench press. When you run on the treadmill he hops on the one right beside you and runs with you. When you come home and plop on the couch to watch like Sports Center or Netflix or YouTube, he's right there beside you. He's watching it with you. Dude, if he was present with you like that in the flesh 24-7 for just 30 days, I can guarantee it would be the holiest, most glorifying month of your entire life, period. Listen, guys, He's not with us in the flesh, not in physical form. He's in heaven, but his spirit is always with us. Remember Matthew 28, 20? Right before he ascends into heaven, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Hebrews 13 5, I will never leave you nor forsake you. First Corinthians six nineteen. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? Do you not know that? Dude, he is with you 24-7, 365, every second of every day, everywhere you go. You are just unaware of it, and you need to start being more aware of it. You need to stop being a practical atheist for much of your day. This made me think of the prophet Daniel who safely made it through the lion's den without a scratch on him. Daniel intentionally kept himself aware of the presence of God in his life. He didn't have, you know, just a morning devo time and then forget about God the rest of the day. Nah, man, listen to how this guy rolled. Daniel chapter 6, verses 10 and 11. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. Guys, listen to me. That's how you thrive in Babylon, my brothers. The prophet Daniel cultivated an awareness of the presence of God in his life. And that brought peace, it brought joy, it brought power through his life. It also kept him from giving in to the sinful cultural temptations around him in Babylon. He stood strong through severe temptation and persecution. The same can be true of us here in the 21st century in the Babylon in which we are living. You guys remember a few months ago, all the hype around the revival meeting at the college Asbury that's in Kentucky. It was all over social media. It even made it on the mainstream news. Christians started traveling from all over the country to go to the quote unquote revival at Asbury, hoping to experience the quote unquote presence of God. Look, don't misunderstand me. I'm grateful that the students and staff at Asbury experienced and enjoyed a powerful time of focusing upon God and worship and prayer. I really am. I'm grateful for that. That's a good thing. But I don't need to drive to Asbury to get the presence of God. I have that 24-7, 365. So do you if you're a believer in Christ. The problem is that I become distracted or forgetful of that. And I become a practical atheist. Remember what brother Lawrence said. God is as present in the kitchen as in the cathedral and as accessible in the living room as he is around the Lord's table. The problem with the quote unquote revival meetings or the quote unquote spiritual retreats or the quote unquote camp meetings is that so many Christians fall into this false belief that God is more there than anywhere else. They haven't learned to cultivate an awareness of the presence of God in the everyday mundane grind of their Christian life. As I said earlier, doctrinally, theologically, they believe that God is real and that he's omnipresent and that his Holy Spirit lives in them. But they become practical atheists throughout their day and sin then creeps in and masters them. I've lived it, but no more, my brothers. Cultivate an awareness of the presence of God in your Christian life, and you will experience more peace and joy. It's one of the ways that you can be killing the sin in your Christian life, mastering the sin in your Christian life. I hope this episode encourages you guys. Stay tuned for a few closing items. Of Grizz Biz Wild Man Wild. All right. Don't forget the link that's in the show notes that I told you about for the epic fight between the two brown bears on YouTube. It's there if you want to check it out. It's really good. Also, I want to say thank you to all of you who help support this show and help support our nonprofit ministry, Narrow Trail Ministries. If you're a regular listener to the Grizz podcast, then stop being a mere consumer. Become a contributor. Partner with us, man. We could really use your support of just $10 or $20 per month to help us do what we do. The Grizz Podcast is an outreach of Narrow Trail Ministries Incorporated. We're a legit 501c3 nonprofit. You can learn more about us at narrowtrail.com. You can click on our give page to set things up with your credit, debit card, or your bank account. I promise it's safe, it's secure, it's easy. You can cancel it any time. We pay a third-party platform to handle all of that for us and for you so that things are done upright uh, and just, you know, handled the right way or if you want to text you can text give you can text the word give literally write the word give and text it to 301-888-6860 301-888-6860 it'll send you a link and you can set all that up right there on your phone and then the next time you want to give you just put the dollar amount whatever it is you go like ten bucks twenty bucks you know eight thousand bucks whatever you want to do anyway if you're interested in our climb teams then go to our website, check that out. There's a separate page for that, narrowtrail.com. Uh, there's an online application you could fill out to see if you're a good fit for us and we're a good fit for you. If you would like to contact and connect with me, uh, my email is in the show notes. Also, my social links are in the show notes. Uh, the best email to reach me is probably info at narrowtrail.com, info at narrowtrail.com. And that's it, my brothers. Dude, have a great weekend. I'm sorry I'm late dropping this episode here on Friday. It's Friday afternoon, dude, May 12th, almost 4 o'clock p.m. But I got it done, dude. Praise the Lord. That's it, my brothers. Honor God. Live manly. Keep on grizzing.